Welcome to the Living Ageless and Bold podcast. I'm your host, Christina Daves, and in each episode, I bring you amazing women who inspire, educate, and share their experiences and journeys along the way. So grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee, find a cozy spot, and let's relax and have some fun hearing what can be accomplished after 55. I'm super, super excited about today's guest. Kristen Cofield of The Culinary Cure is a wellness expert. She's an author. We're going to talk about everything that she does. We do lifestyle segments together here locally in the D.C. area. And I'm just excited to have an amazing conversation with her about all things health and nutrition over 55. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much. And Christina, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited for us to reconnect and share valuable information with women because there's so much information out there that it's hard to disseminate and figure out where to start. And what happens is that overwhelm very often keeps women just stalled doing the same things. As you're talking about that, I always love to share the story of the person that I'm with. And we all have journeys. We're over 50. We didn't, my husband gave me a plaque that says overnight success takes 15 years. So none of us woke up and like, oh, look at me. And, and you have quite a story of how you got here to where you are. So will you share that with everybody? I will. And I like to say that my story is a little bit of every woman's story. And it happens over time, not overnight. So these sneaky little things sneak into your life and you don't really see it coming. So my journey started really in my late 40s, early 50s. So I'm 64. Truth Look be at told, you, girl. Let's just say, wow. So, so we all need to practice everything that you tell us today because then we can look like this at 64. So in my late 40s, early 50s, there were some real life struggles in my life. My, my father, who was, my parents were divorced and my, my dad was down in Florida and we started noticing some things were not right. And it turns out he had Alzheimer's, but nobody was down there. So, you know, took a couple of car accidents to figure it out. So my dad's got Alzheimer's. I'm the oldest. So for all anybody who's the oldest out there, raise your hand because it means you're the one who does a lot of the stuff with everybody. So my dad's got Alzheimer's and my mom, with whom I was very, very, very close, her breast cancer came back. So I'm sort of dealing with these two things. I've still got three kids at home in three different schools. And while this is all going on, my husband and I are having some financial problems. So that's a real, that, that's a real tough one when you got three kids in three different schools and you're, you're trying to rob Peter to pay Paul and still make your mortgage payment. And there were some more things that happened, but suffice it to say, the last kid goes off to college and then, you know, the handcuffs are really off. You're like, oh my God, now I can really see what's happening in my life. There's nothing, you know, clouding what's going on here. So at this point, this had been a 10-year journey, okay? So I get to this point, and I'm also not feeling great. Like my hair is getting thin. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, but then I get into bed and I can't sleep. It's like I'm plugged into an electric outlet. I'm just like, rattled. And uh, I go to doctor. But they tell us that's normal. Normal. That's menopause. That's, and we'll get into that too. Right. But 
It's Eric not has, normal. It's a perfect storm, Kristen. You uh, know, you're like that age and, you know, maybe you need a beta blocker. Maybe you need a sleeping pill. Maybe you need anti-anxiety medication. Basically, they're saying, guess what? Shitty is your new normal. And I was like, oh, my gosh, not going to happen. Not today, Satan. So I literally wake up one day and I, well, like as if I'd been sleeping, right? I, my eyes open one morning and I realize I'm at the end of my rope. There's nowhere left to go. I have, re- I have exhausted financial resources to make all this work. That we've been nothing. There's been therapy. The the last kid goes off to college. My dog dies. I am diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and I'm like, "What is happening?" So in that moment, that that day where the eyes open, and I'm like, "Oh, guess what? I can't control any of this stuff, but I can control what goes into my mouth, the thoughts in my head." And what I do with this body of mine. And I started, I wasn't sleeping anyway. So I started going to the gym at 5 a.m. <laughs> I had been relying heavily on caffeine to get through the days, maybe a bagel, and then a glass of wine at 4:35, leads to two, leads to three. I was like, no more. I gotta clean this act up because I gotta be able to deal with all of this shit. So I did. Uh, And that's where the culinary cure started in that moment. And I realized that nobody wrote the playbook for when your life really falls apart and you're in your 50s and nobody tells you how to get yourself back together. So we're not we're not your mother's 50 or your grandmother's 50. So this is a whole new thing for us, I think. Maybe our moms and our grandmothers woke up and thought, you know, this is old age. But but we're not old. 50's not old anymore. We're when you turn this corner, which we're going to talk about, we are healthy and fit. And we have so many more opportunities that our moms didn't have that this is why we need to follow the culinary cure. And and I follow you and I use your recipes and I love you. And, and I want to talk about like resilient wellness and, and what can we do starting today to just feel a little bit better? Like, what did you do? You said that first day I cut out caffeine and I did this and I went to the gym and, you know, what are the, what are the baby steps? Because we can't, you can't bite off a big piece and try to do it. It has to be, I found this, you've got to do everything in baby steps. It's got to be sustainable and you've got to, you've got to get some results. So you're encouraged to keep going. So I just want to go back to something you said because it was so important and everybody listening and watching needs to understand this. When that last kid goes off to college or you find yourself kind of maybe after your career with, you know, all this all these years in front of you, this is an opportunity to go back to things you started that you never finished to passion projects, to having all this time that you get to do you. Because as women, and my story tells it, we spend a lot of years being all things to all people. And we've got to get the the gas mask on. And then once once you can get yourself, and we're going to talk about the actual steps people can take to start feeling better, 
today, once you can start making these little incremental changes, it's like I was waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym. Well, guess what? After a couple of weeks of that, my body started to change. Those feel-good chemicals were surging through, you know, my veins. And it gave me the strength to feel like I could tackle other projects. So, you know, confidence is this thing. And sometimes we as women lose our confidence, right? Because we're so busy focused on everybody else's needs. Confidence is when we do hard things and we get them done. And then we're like, whoa, I did that thing. And now I'm, I'm going to do another hard thing. And so we keep building on that. So when it Wait. comes... To oh, no, I just want to say you, you bring up a really good point that I, I, I don't want to skip over because you're right. We, so I have two kids and my kids were athletes and we were traveling everywhere. And you have athletes. I've got to cook a lot of carbs. I mean, obviously healthy carbs. But these kids are, you know, my son was a skater. I mean, you're burning thousands of calories every single night. And of course, you're eating like that. So the kids go and you don't feel as good as you did when you before you had kids. You know, your body has changed a little bit. and I did what you said. My husband and I get up every morning at 6.30 and we walk together. And it's, and it's a habit now. What is it? 27 days to make a habit, but we feel bad if we don't do it. And then I build in my own workout in my calendar because you're right. It, it affects your brain. And if you can get those endorphins going, whatever it is for you, if it's walking the gym, a class, something that, that gets you back to where you were before, it, it, it's that first step to get, to get on track and get going. Exactly. Exactly. And it can just be as simple as walking. Yeah. That, that's and that a, counts. It, it does. It counts. And people shouldn't under, under, you know, value that because you're also outside getting vitamin D, which is a very important. Vitamin D is a hormone. So for women in particular, that vitamin D is so important because all the hormones work together. So when you get outside in that early morning light, the light, the colors that are emitted from the sun send signals through your eyes to your brain. Not only are you synthesizing the vitamin D through your skin, but you're actually setting your circadian cycle in motion. And the circadian cycle is that thing, that wake-sleep cycle. So getting out, walking, you're getting vitamin D. You're, you're like, Women love this stuff. You're multitasking. You're right. getting vitamin D. You're you're setting your circadian rhythm for the day. You're getting exercise. So that's a that's a really great one. And I have a quote that I really love. It's from Arthur Ashe, the famous tennis yeah. player. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. I love that. Do what you can. Don't compare yourself. I, I have a girlfriend who's a workout nut. I mean, she's, I, I feel like I could never look like her. She's fabulous, like muscle. I'm never going to look like her. I know this. And that's okay. I mean, it took a while, but you can't compare yourself to other people. It's, it has to be inside of you. What makes you feel good and, and do that? I love that. I love that, Kristen. You said the key, the key word here. And I coach, I have coached thousands of women to, you know, higher productivity, better sleep, being happier with their body weight, lower stress. The word is feel. We have to focus on how we feel because it's almost like as women, we have this override switch 
and we just go into our heads and we just we overthink things and we you know we we think we can think our way to what we want when in reality we need to go from our head into how does this feel and focus on more of how it feels so when i was at that really bad place with all those bad things happening i was so whipped up constantly and you know it didn't happen overnight you know i built i built up to this and i had a very negative mindset so there was a lot of negative self talk well the important thing to understand about self talk for everybody listening is it's a form of hypnosis what you say to yourself is a form of hypnosis so make sure you're saying good things and i was all negative negative thoughts negative energy i was like a magnet for negativity and it brought what we focus on expands so it brought more negative energy into my life i mean i i you know i aced that negative energy test big time so we want to switch to positivity feeling good what feels good does it feel good when you get out and walk yeah feels really good yeah yeah i i love that now i want to dive in because we're talking about exercise and when you exercise of course you know you need to hydrate and drink water and that's one of your biggest things and when i met you the whole thing was hydrating and and I want you to talk about that, but I want you to talk about too, because you taught me this, that you're not supposed to drink your water while you eat your meal, which Big blew me away. Mistake. That was an aha. <laughs> Big mistake. So I like to say hydration is the low hanging fruit of wellness. It's free. Everybody can do it. And the more you do it, the better you feel. So you get really quick results when you start to hydrate. And there are some rules to hydration, but let's just put it out there so anybody who wants to start today can start. So here's the basic formula for hydration. The NIH actually came out with a report in January. I've been talking about hydration for years, and the report finally said, guess what? Dehydration is linked to accelerated aging. So we don't want to be dehydrated. No. So hydration it takes 14 days to become properly hydrated. So I want everybody to start today. Here's the formula. When you wake up in the morning, the first beverage you want to consume is water. Now, Tom Brady, my dear friend, Tom Brady, <laughs> he, he drinks about 24 ounces of water when he wakes up in the morning. The reason hydration is so crucial, first thing, is because when we're asleep, all of our major organs are going through a metabolic detox. So all that means that they're out-processing all the toxins of the day, all the byproducts of, of them functioning properly. That includes our brain. That's when the brain kind of gets rid of that amyloid beta plaque, which is so dangerous. That's when our memories are formed. All of this metabolic waste, and you've got to be asleep and you've got to be fasting for this to happen. All of this metabolic waste ends up in our lymphatic system, which is between our skin and our muscles. The lymphatic system is the trash can of the body. It can't take the trash out by itself, so we've got to help it. The, the ways we help the lymph, lymphatic system detox are movement, so a little stretching, maybe some you know, lymphatic drainage that we can do on ourselves, and hydration. 
So when we hydrate after the fast that occurs during sleep, we help the lymphatic system get rid of that metabolic waste. So that's how we start. I have a question. Do yes. you drink the water if you exercise in the morning? Like I said, we, we get up and go at 6.30. Should you have the water before you exercise or after? Before and after. Okay. So your first glass of the day, I set mine up the night before. I've got these big, big glass mugs. I make mine and my husband's. I use the juice of half a lemon. I put some electrolyte drops in. We drink it with a straw so that the lemon juice doesn't harm our tooth enamel. But that acid in the lemons turns alkaline in the body, which helps the, raise the alkalinity level, which helps lower the acidity level, which helps dial down inflammation. All right. So you woke up. Let's give everybody the formula. You wake up. You want to have eight to 10 ounces of water first thing. And for the next 10 hours of the day, you want to sip eight to 10 ounces of water. So you're going to get yourself between 80 and 100 ounces of water a day, one sip at a time. So people are like, oh, my God, I can't drink 100 ounces of water. But nobody should drink 100 ounces of water at once. Anybody can take eight to 10 sips of water or herbal tea an hour for eight to 10 hours a day. Right. That, that's easy. And you brought up the lemons. So I, to drink water... I like lemon water. And then I went to the dentist and the dentist said, stop putting lemon in your water. I didn't know that about the straw, that that will help my teeth. So it's this double-edged sword. And I figured the water was more important than the acidity of the lemon in my teeth. So I'm drinking the water. So now you can get the straws. And I have a tip for women who may be still suffering from, some women still get, you know, hot flashes or they get sweaty at night. If you run hot, use limes. In Ayurvedic medicine, lime is wow. considered cooling and lemon is warming. Wow. That I didn't know. That's great to know because I still have my occasional hot flash in the middle of the night. I have. So what about like, I love the sparkling ice, the, you know, the five calorie, it has the hydrating things in it. Is that okay? Is that not okay? Well, that's a really good question because a lot of people ask about carbonated beverages. And it's important to understand that carbonated beverages actually have less oxygen in them than regular water. And they are more acidic than regular water. So as an occasional fun treat, it's fine. I want to encourage people to understand that hydration is really very simple. You can use filtered tap water. You can make herbal tea, which works for a lot of people because they're at a desk and they can just be sipping herbal tea all day and set a little timer on their phone to make sure they're finishing, you know, one, one cup of tea an hour, herbal tea, not caffeinated. And you can add electrolyte drops, electrolyte drops are really interesting. And we do want the benefits of those because what electrolytes, and even the name sounds like, oh, it's going to like charge me up, right? Well, it really does. It helps that water get into the cells. So the goal is to get hydrated on an intercellular level. So that's why we sip it. We don't want to drink a lot at once because it's going to go through us. And that's why we add the electrolyte drops, which are those essential salts that 
have things in them like magnesium, potassium, cadmium, freon, you know, all these other elements that should be in the water we're drinking, but they're not because our water is processed through the municipal processing plant. It's not live. What about Gatorade Zero that has the no sugar and is full of the electrolytes? Again, I probably would encourage people to stay away. Well, first of all, let's encourage everybody to stay away from anything with artificial ingredients or chemicals of any kind. So what happens is we are marketed to. I just I think I need to put this big picture, this real macro view out for everybody. The way most of us are eating and drinking is the diet. It is an artificially created way of using food and beverages because it's not the way the human body is designed to eat. So basically, when you put artificial ingredients in your body, you're putting diesel fuel in a gas engine. So our food has changed more in the past 60 years than all of human existence up until this point. Yeah, that's if you think about and and we've gone back now, you know, you have kids like when our kids were little, chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese, goldfish, you know, with the artificial coloring. And it's and I see it now, you know, as my babysitters are having babies, how different it is that that, that I think the younger generation is more cognizant of that. But our generation isn't. That's not how we were raised. And I'm trying to make a conscious effort. Let's talk about organics. Is that, are they really organic in the grocery store? Are there certain things we should really focus on making sure is pure, healthy, no chemicals? The Environmental Working Group that's right here in Washington, D.C., puts out two lists every year. The Dirty Dozen list, which is the fruits and vegetables you should always buy organic because they're grown with so many chemicals, fertilizers, pesticides. And the Clean 15, which are the fruits and vegetables that you can buy that are that's not organic, that's relatively safe to do so. So I'm going to answer it in an interesting way. Okay, so when we buy, most of us are eating this artificial diet and we're eating the same things over and over and over again because we live in a global economy and we can get tomatoes and blueberries all year round. As humans, we're really designed to eat seasonally. We're supposed to eat a lot of certain plants when they're in season and then eat other plants. We would have been fermenting food to preserve it. All the ways humans have been eating for millennia have sort of been forgotten, you know? So what you're buying, this is really important for people to understand. When you're shopping, what you're actually paying for our nutrients. That's what you're buying when you buy food. So food in its most basic form is considered calories. Calories in their most basic form are energy. So food is fuel. So the quality of what you buy makes a huge difference. So when people ask me, well, you know, should I buy organic or not? I always choose organic when I have the opportunity because I always want to have that choice and I want to support organic farming. But the best way to shop for anybody listening who can do this 
if you're lucky enough, and we in the DMV are, there are year-round farmer's markets. So when you buy your food local and in season, you're getting more nutrients for your consumer dollars. So you're getting more for your money. So those nutrients are what you really want to focus on, getting the most nutrients for your money. And, and let me tell you, none of those little local farmers are getting rich being local farmers, right? We should support them. The food, the produce tastes better. It's better for us. We're getting more nutrients and we're going to be eating food that's in season, not blueberries that had to get packed in a plastic clamshell, shipped, stored, brought to the grocery store, stored. If you've ever bought a clamshell of blueberries, you know they can live in your refrigerator for about a month. So you don't know how old they were when you got them. Right. I know you don't even think about this stuff. You just, it's kind of, you just go to the grocery store, you do this, but I love hearing, hearing it boldly. Now you talked about organics and I have to tell the story because we were in the green room at WJLA and we were talking about wine and I love, I'm a Chardonnay girl. I love my wine. My friends who are watching or listening all know this. And you looked at me right in the face and you said, stop drinking the wine start drinking tequila if you're going to drink anything. So let's talk about why I should be off the wine and into the tequila. Well, if you're going to drink wine, you should drink natural wine. So that's the first thing. And that's wine. So grapes are always at the top of the environmental working group's dirty dozen list. So I just, we should throw that out there because a lot of people, you know, buy grapes. You should always be buying organic grapes because they are grown with more chemicals than anything else out there. And most wine is made from commercial grapes. So now you can see where that, how that is turning into, I had a glass of wine and I felt like I drank a bottle because you never know what's in it. Nothing on the label tells you. Tequila is interesting. So tequila has, the sugars in tequila are something called agavins. And it's a different type of sugar that actually balances your blood sugar a little bit. So tequila, as alcohols go, it tends to be a lot of, you know, alcohol is a depressant. And let me, let, let me just put it out there. I do drink wine. I do drink tequila. But everybody should understand that alcohol is a double toxin. It's toxic when you drink it, and it's toxic, when, and there's a, a toxic byproduct when your liver processes it. So it's important to have, to be fully hydrated with your 100 ounces of water for the day before you have a sip of alcohol. That's a big tip. And then, you know, a lot of people, if you're going to buy tequila, you want to make sure it's 100% agave, blue agave tequila. And aren't most of the good tequilas, I seem to remember you telling me that, if you go with the higher-end tequilas, you're going to get... You can even buy the Costco brand tequila. It tastes really good, and it's... It's a, it's probably like a low level Don Julio or something, you know, they've got, they, they label all those, but that's actually a pretty good one. And I'm a big Don Julio fan, but yes, the, the higher end ones, you, you know, it's like everything, you know, tequila, wine, food, you want to buy less, you want to buy better and you want to enjoy everything you buy. So, you know, I encourage people when you're buying a, a tequila or a wine, you really want to make sure you're buying something, you know, that that's good quality. And, and when you're buying your food, what could be more? It's 
buying a cheap mattress, right? Don't do that. You're going to spend half your life in bed. Buy a good mattress. Food is, is fuel and water is an essential nutrient. So the body can't make water. We have to get it from an outside source, which is why it's so important to eat a largely plant-based diet and have a hydration practice. Same way we exercise, we should have a hydration practice. Same way as we have a, a mindfulness practice, we have a hydration practice. And, and why should we not drink water when we eat oh, while such eating? Such a good question. So digestion begins in your mouth with chewing. And everybody needs to chew more. Nobody's chewing enough, right? We're supposed to chew each bite 32 times. What? Yeah, right. They, somebody told me once that Nancy Reagan like chewed her food like 78 times or something like that. But each bite? Each bite. So you're supposed to chew. That's why she was so skinny. She only could get three bites in for a bird. Uh, but that, there's a reason for this. We're supposed to break down our food. It helps us get those nutrients broken down so they're more easily absorbed into our bloodstream so they can go and, you know, help support our bodies in beneficial ways. What happens is, is a lot of people got the wrong information about liquids with meals. So when we drink liquids with meals, this is what happens. You put a bite in your mouth, you take three chews, you use your water or your wine or whatever you're drinking to wash it down. You're diluting the digestive enzymes. You're swallowing food that's not properly broken down. So now your stomach's got to create acid to break that down, which can lead to reflux, reflux or Barrett's esophagus. It's harder to get the, the beneficial nutrients from the food. And it can lead to all kinds of other digestive unpleasantness. So you here's so here's my big tip. Let's just go back and let's do a quick recap for everybody. So hydration is the low-hanging fruit of wellness because when we're well hydrated, we make better food choices, we sleep better, we have less stress, and it helps us manage our whole life on a higher energy level. If you're even a little dehydrated, it affects your ability to make decisions. How we hydrate is we start each day with a nice big glass of warm or room temperature lemon water, which we drink with a straw, and then we sip 8 to 10 ounces an hour for 8 to 10 hours a day. And when people first start doing this, they're like, oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom all the time. Yes, when you first start, you do because your body doesn't know what's happening because you've been dehydrated for so long. And if you're not properly hydrated, your urine is concentrated in your bladder. And as soon as you drink something, it makes you feel like you have to go. So we're going to get that bladder functioning properly with this hydration. Uh, largely plant-based diet. So we talked about the fact that our diet has changed more in the past 60 years than ever before in human history. So everybody be thinking, if it wasn't around when my great-grandparents were kids, I probably shouldn't eat it today. So stay away from chemicals, stay away from ultra-processed foods. So a lot of these things like the Propel water, you know, a lot of these, if it's got a label, if it's got more than like six ingredients, probably don't buy it because that means it's processed. Processing usually takes nutrients out. We want to put nutrients in. And so the largely plant-based diet, shop local, support your local farmers, Try to eat a bigger variety of colorful fruits. That's what eat the rainbow is. It means eat all these different colors to get all these different nutrients and guard your sleep. 
And culinarycure.com is because you have a wonderful, you have opt-ins. Your book is there. You have incredible recipes. So I want to make sure that everybody goes there and checks it out, signs up because you've got a blog. You you give so much amazing information that everybody watching and listening, I want you to head over and do that. And the one question that we ask everybody on the show, because this show is geared towards women over 55, what is your greatest accomplishment that you feel you've achieved since you've turned 50? Oh, that is such a great question. And I probably, you know, there's a couple of things I've really loved, but my collaborations with other women have been the greatest and most rewarding. I started a second company called Better Than Gossip, Ageless Advice for Timeless Women. And we created 32 videos last year. I work with Mary Frischman at the Pro-Age Woman, which I write for her. And it's an incredible digital magazine and community for women over 50. So I think it's my collaborations have been the most rewarding for me. Thank you. That's amazing. And where do you see yourself in 10 years? I'm going to still be doing this, you know. And we talked a little bit. Let's just go back to resilient wellness and we can end on that. So I do hope everybody will visit me at The Culinary Cure. And right now you can get my five things you can do every day to lose five pounds and keep it off because that's so important. A lot of women are very, you know, this time of year, we want to look and feel our best always. And if you don't need to lose five pounds, they're just healthy habits. But what we need to focus on and why everything we talked about today is so important is because we are needing to create future wellness. And it starts with what we do today. So 43% of what we do every single day is mindless repetition. We don't think, we just do. We've got to turn that mindless repetition into mindful wellness because we don't want to wait until, and I've already had a big health scare. So we want to be used creating habits around food and exercise and sleep and hydration that help us age in a active aging way so we can live younger, longer, and better. You are amazing. Thank you so much. I had so many aha moments today. I'm sure everybody listening and watching, same thing. You are a wealth of knowledge and I cannot wait to just start, start with some of the things you talked about. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening or for watching this episode of Living Ageless and Bold. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit subscribe. And if you like the episode, I hope that you will give us a great review. You can also head over to livingagelessandbold.com and sign up for information, inspiration, and exclusive opportunities for us, women over 55. Thanks for listening. And remember, no matter what you do, keep living ageless and bold.